Hey, welcome back to Check the Vending Machines. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the internet mm. where two best friends get together and talk about pop culture stuff. I'm Jason. That's Zach. What's going on, man? Jason, it's a big time for us right now. Okay, lay it on me. New trailer for Batman dropped. Is it? It looks... I don't know what it is about it, but it gave me significantly more hope for the movie than the first trailer did. And the first trailer did a lot. Like, I still like the first trailer a lot, but this trailer was a lot better. I, um, I agree. I, I like this trailer from DC Fandom. Fandom? Oh, is that what the event's called? Yeah, it's like DC Fandom or Fandom or some shit like that. Because they released the they they released some Flash stuff too. I saw something about that, but I didn't see it from like an official account. So I thought it was gonna be another. I've been played too many times with like trailers and shit, and they end up being like fan recuts of like other shit. Yeah. So I didn't even click on it. So I might have to check that out later then. I I just kind of skimmed through the Flash stuff, but with for the Batman, I. I said to you, I said to you last night when we were playing our D and D game. Mm-hmm. It, to me, it just feels like it's like they're making the Tim Burton Batman, but like really injecting hot, hot topic and like because mm. it looks like an he looks like emo Batman. Well, it looks like it's it looks like a Batman that yeah would have been made in like the nineties when like edge characters were like the shit and you. You had the coolest series if you had, like, the edgiest fucking character possible. Like, the the trailer has uh, Nirvana in it. I was just waiting for them to have Nine Inch Nails in it and waiting for them to have, like, literally, like, insert techno yeah. min- ministry or some like, kind of, like, techno emo band, yeah. goth band, you know. I, would be su- I wouldn't be surprised if Batman looks for the Riddler in some sort of, like, Batman Forever-esque nightclub. <laughs> Dude, I'm surprised we didn't really see a whole lot of that. Because, yeah, I mean, giving Tim Burton... Well, I guess Tim Burton's movies, Batman movies... Well, the first one was kind of colorful. But, yeah, I mean, the second one is pretty, like, muted, honestly, from what I can remember. Like, it's very monochrome, very heavy on, like, the black and white. Like, there's not a lot of color. I mean, with the first one, it was because the Joker and all that shit is always colorful and in pops but um but yeah i mean this one is like i mean comparatively to to like once like once like fucking joel gets them yeah well yeah once yeah once schumacher gets them they're like yeah they barely even resemble movies anymore yeah they're they're injecting neon into your veins yeah that's how much they're doing yeah Mm. i um i like the trailer though I, i like they, they're calling it the main trailer on YouTube. Yeah, on I saw YouTube that channel. they called it that. Yeah, I mean, I liked it. I like. I still. I'm unsure of how I feel about Robin Pattinson's look. He looks very much like e boy, like I emo think, gothic. Yeah, I think his look out of the bat suit is weird because yeah, he's definitely got like the, the the emo thing going on. Yeah, for some reason, but I like him in the suit in this in this trailer a lot better. Like I think in this trailer. They made the bad suit look a lot better. I think this trailer for me, 
I, I like the suit. I think the suit looks fine. Yeah. Um, I think it's an interesting looking suit. It looks real like. It's interesting how bulletproof it is. That was the most surprising. Yeah, thing to me. that. But it's interesting to me. Is kind of like they make it real, make it look like a like a knight outfit a lot more yeah. than traditional bat suits with the with the collar kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the ears and stuff. The the how pointy they are and how short or whatever. Mm-hmm. But what really um draws my attention in this trailer more than any other Batman. I, I think ever, and I don't know why. Maybe it's because the trailer, this trailer, really, really does a lot. Of, has a lot of focus shots on the eyes, mm-hmm. but I've I really don't know how I feel about his eyes in the cow, because they keep showing his eyes in every trailer. Like yeah, they, they show do his eyes outside on his eyes, yeah. Outside the mask with the paint, they do it when he's in there. The close-ups of his eyes, which also one, thinking about it. Anybody who's like seen him is like, oh, Batman's wearing like black eye makeup. Yeah. Bruce Wayne is like running around with black eye makeup. I think Bruce Wayne's Batman. Yeah, I mean, and it just makes me think back to like, you know, reading the comic books. You know, it just it's just white. Yeah, it's just the white the white cow. Yeah, and I, I always forget that when I watch the live action stuff, and it kind of makes me feel like maybe. Maybe we should try that again. I don't know how we're going to do it. They do it with Spider-Man, so maybe they could do it with fucking Batman. Yeah, although I guess... Well, I guess it is supposed to be like lenses, I guess. I don't know. Because I feel like there's somewhere like... There's just the white, and that's supposed to be like... I don't know if it's like supposed to feign lenses, or it's just that they're too lazy to try to draw in eye sockets, but... Well, I think it's in a lot of runs, because it's a computer. Yeah, that's true. Which well, yeah, we got I don't that understand how the, in the the Nolan ones when he got the computer eye shit and then they like yeah. blasted over. But yeah, they, they, those just look goofy. Yeah, those look like here's a bug man. Well, yeah, those yeah those gave him like fish eye lens goggles. Yeah. So, uh, but other than that, I thought I thought it was a perfectly fine trailer. I th- yeah. we got a release date finally. Yeah, March March 2022. Yeah. So, uh, Colin Farrell looks great. I can't remember. Who's I can't. Playing. I can't even tell. I can't even tell. Dude, he doesn't even look like him, and that's what I love. And that's about great. It. And that's yeah, great. Yeah, the fact that he doesn't even look like him, I'm like perfect. Yeah, that's fantastic. I always keep. I, I learned every time I see him, I go, "How is that?" I had to look that? it up today. I was like, "Wait, is he the one?" And I was like, "Yeah, he is. That's him." But it just doesn't like, look like him. Is, at he, all. is there going to be a bait and switch in the mid movie where they kill that guy off and then, he, and then he enters or something? Like I just, <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking forward to it, man. I mean, there's a lot of movies. That I I need to see mm-hmm. between November and and this. Yeah, you know, there's like, like we we already kind of did it before, but mm-hmm. between Ghostbusters and then Kingsman and then Matrix, and I saw earlier, um, on one of the um how, how on one of the asset websites that I use mm. to find to locate. Uh, media. Mm-hmm. Someone uploaded Dune. Oh shit! Um, so I'm gonna. That was I, quick. I, I'm. I'm not gonna say that I'm gonna check it out, but let's say that maybe I already have it. Okay. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Um, I know that. I don't know how the fuck, but there was one uh person at my work who does um editing, and she was saying that I don't know exactly how, but she said that she already watched it. She. She said something where she was like, 
she acted like she like did like movie reviews for like the newspaper or some shit. And I was like, I don't know about that, but she said that she already saw it. Um, and she gave it like okay reviews. She said the thing that she didn't like about it was Timothy Chalamet. So that'll be interesting. Well, he's the main character, yeah, so, so that's a big deal. It's a big, it's a pretty big thing to say that you don't like. So, yeah, I, I'm if, if if let's say if I did have it, mm. a copy of it. If you did I, happen I, to acquire it somehow, if I did happen to have a copy of it, I would probably watch it tonight mm. if I had it. If I don't, though, but you I don't have, have it, it, so yeah, I don't know. But you, yeah, but so, um, but if you did, you'd watch it. But I'm not. Uh, I'm honestly like not dying to see it as much as I as I was before. What do you think turned you off? Or I think delays, time? delays, and then also Willy Wonka. Yeah, the Willy Wonka thing is like. Uh... I had known that um, this guy is about to be. I've never. I've only seen him in like. I don't think I've really seen him. Maybe maybe not. Maybe zero movies I've seen him. I know him from other movies, but I don't think I've actually watched a movie because I didn't watch the what the Scott Smith movie or whatever that he was in. That was like the. It was like the Braveheart movie, basically, or whatever. Okay. It was like the first King or something like that on Netflix. I didn't watch. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't watch Call Me by Your Name. Never watched that. Uh, let me see. I do want to watch because that also comes out this month, and I do want to watch it. Uh, the because he's in the new Wes Anderson movie as well. Yeah. That I really want to watch the French Dispatch. French Dispatch, yeah. Um, the King, yeah. I didn't watch the King. Uh, and that's where my my hmm. strife comes into play, which is like he's in everything. He's been in quite a few things, yeah. Like, things that I want to see. Quite a few recent things, yeah. You know, like, I want to see French Dispatch. He's the main character. I want to see Well, Dune. I don't know if he's the main character. Because I... The, well, from what I've gonna heard be a about, main character. it's basically like an anthology movie. Like, a, sure. like some short stories. So, I, he might be a big part of, like, one story. But I don't think he's, like, the main character, per se. Okay, well then now he's in he's in Dune. He's, and now he's fucking now he's Willy Wonka. And he's in Dune Part Two, so don't forget about that. Yeah. And he's Willy Wonka. Yeah. So um I'm stuck with this motherfucker. I don't who voted to make this guy do everything? I don't know, man. He won that Oscar, I think, for Call Me by Your Name and everybody was like, put he him won, in he everything. He won an Oscar for that? I think he won an Oscar for that. Okay. Well Let me remember I know he was nominated at least. Timothy Chalamet Oscar question mark? Uh, no, he didn't. Okay. He won a bunch of other ones, but not uh, not Oscar. What he won an Independent Spirit Film Award or whatever. The That's fuck. actually exactly what he won. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I figured. Um, yeah, I, I don't. The Willy Wonka stuff makes me mad because I just don't think. Yeah. I don't think oh. I want. I don't care about that story. Look, I can't even get mad about Willy Wonka because it's like, of course, they're going to try to remake it again, but I'm not going to give my money to it. So, and I don't know, I find it hard to like hold it against him for like being his stuff because like, I don't know, I mean, it's his job, so I can't like. I don't know, I'll hold it against them shit. Sometimes, you know, sometimes homie got to make a paycheck, I guess. Denzel does. Fucking uh, Daniel Day-Lewis did it. Did what? 
He was very selective over his jobs. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, he's oh, no, his team Tim- every year. Tim- Timothy is in that position, though, where he can start being, like, super selective. The moment that you get fucking Dune and French Dispatch and fucking Willy Wonka, you can go, maybe I should turn down something. Maybe I should turn down Willy Wonka. Not you don't have to turn down French Dispatch because that's what's okay. You're, but now what's going to happen next? Zach is the next movie from Wes Anderson. Who's going to be in that movie now? Timothy Chalamet. Uh, I don't know because I feel like, I mean, Wes Anderson has his people that are his main collaborators, and they're usually side characters in movies. Like usually characters that like take the spotlight or character or people that he uses once, and then he'll never use them in another movie. Except like George for, Clooney, Ray except Fiennes. for Bill Murray, oh, you know, but like, Bill Murray. The only time that Bill Murray was really the lead character was in uh, the Life Aquatic and Bottle Rocket, not Bottle Rocket, but in um, what's it called? Rushmore. The Rushmore. Yeah, he's one of the main characters. I thought what's his face was the main. I mean, the what's his face yeah, was Jason the, Schwartzman was the main yeah. character, but one of the main characters was Bill Bill Murray. Mm. You know, so like, but even then, if you have fucking eight people who are in all your movies that have won- at some point they really become all main characters well i guess so yeah i mean you he know? uses adrian brody a lot and yeah owen wilson and luke owen wilson, wilson and jason yeah. schwartzman and um you know he's obviously he's been still in the one time or whatever yeah but like i mean i'm fine with all that stuff i don't care that they're there i, I kind of think it's cool right yeah but i don't want this dude to become part of that crew and now the next seven Wes Anderson movies. I'll have Timothy Chalamet that, in them. That I may or may not see. And it has nothing to do with this dude's acting. Because I don't know if he's good or bad. Yeah. The point is that he looks like Finn Wolfhard. And I'm tired of seeing Finn Wolfhard. And I so see this, this is what this all everywhere. is. This is just displaced anger at Finn Wolfhard. No, not, not even that. Is that. I don't like seeing somebody all the fucking time mm. in every big movie. That I care about. Mm. And that makes me frustrated. Mm. If it was like every movie I saw was Leonardo DiCaprio, I'd be like, yo, fucking too much. Yeah, that's a fair point. You know? Like, Dune alone, and then now you tell me Wonka? Hey. I knew. Literally, I was telling my fiance about Willy Wonka, and I was like, you know, they're making a prequel to Willy Wonka. I was like, guess who's playing Willy Wonka? And she like guessed like two people. I was like, no, 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 you're you're, th- you're thinking too hard. Who do you think looks like they would cast as Willy Wonka? And she goes, that Tim guy. That Tim guy. I was like Ex- exactly. That Tim kid. Exactly. You know, the moment that Hollywood saw his face, they're like, we we got this. Yeah, I think he's definitely got yeah like one of those like castable faces. Where- that it's that fucking Johnny Depp face. Yeah. You know, which so, is weird though, know. because then, but unlike Johnny Depp, like he can't really, like he Timothy Chalamet just always looks the same in whatever movies in. He just looks like him. Like at least Johnny Depp yeah. is able to like, you know, transform himself a little bit, so he doesn't always look like Johnny Depp all the time. Yeah, yeah, he can. He has degrees of his quirky character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, we um, I think I mentioned this last week. We watched Edward Scissorhands. Last week or a week and a half ago, and like, I can't even tell that's Johnny Depp. Yeah, it doesn't. I can't even tell that's him. What's like? Because I see Johnny Depp now. Honestly, like Jack Sparrow, like barely looks like him. Like, well, you see Johnny Depp in his real life, and you're like, this dude looks like a fucking a a, a wannabe Aerosmith number. Yeah, 
You know, and you look at his movies. But his like, like looks twenty bracelets and his fifteen scarves and like his yeah, his twenty finger. Yeah. He he has a fucking commercial for a cologne. Yeah. That commercial's so stupid. He, he like digs out like, some shit and I don't know. Well, he's like playing guitar, he's like doing like a quote unquote guitar solo. Yeah. And it sounds like trash. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to buy your Dior or whatever the fuck this cologne is. You can't even play guitar. <laughs> I remember he played you guitar. Can't play guitar zero out of ten. He played uh, a, a song with the with the um, Black Keys on like an MTV Movie Award like ten years ago. Oh, I don't remember this. And I was like watching it, being like, "Dude, this, this must they must hate this. <laughs> this band Black Keys must fucking hate this that they're having to deal with this fucking guy. Yeah, who like you know thinks he can pl- who wants to be a rock star, but he's a fucking quirky actor. Mm. Speaking of of, of actors." Mm. We're going to review a movie. We are. Um, quite a few, yeah, speaking of actors, some big, big-ish names in this movie. Uh, well, well, and, and so we ended, the first part of October, was, we're wrapping up Bond Month. Yes. For the finale of Bond. And now we are here to properly celebrate October. And we're going to, the next three episodes is the goal spooky, to focus spooky. on the halloween stuff yes halloween movies in that realm of halloween-esque things mm-hmm. and this is the first episode yes and we are reviewing a vampire movie we are we're back to vampires again baby can't get rid of them can't get we can't get enough of honestly them. like i mean as far as like you know horror movies and like movie monsters like i mean i i'm sure the quality's out are whack as far as like how many fucking vampire movies are out there but like vampire movie they've some of the best movies are vampire movies as far as like horror movie monster movies go so yeah i think because it's based intrinsically the the monsters the monster itself is like yeah oh mummy guy yeah it's like well, oh, yeah okay. the other ones are kind of like oh it's it's a it's a zombie werewolf guy patched up zombie yeah. Werewolf. Yeah, I know. Mummy. Vampires are still intelligent. Some weird thing that lives in a lake. Uh. Exactly. So we're watching uh, Catherine Bigelow's, I think her first movie. Second movie. I, I looked it Second up. movie. Second from movie. 1987. Uh, Wikipedia calls it a horror thriller neo-western. I mean, I would agree with the horror neo-western. I don't know if it's really a thriller. I think it's just like more of a horror movie. I don't even consider it a horror movie. It's, it's zero scary. Nah, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, I wasn't terrified during any of it. Um, I will say that the bar scene is, like, one of the best Quentin Tarantino scenes that wasn't done yeah. by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. I, uh, so Near Dark, 1987. Mm-hmm. I saw this movie. I've seen this movie twice now. This is the second time I've seen it. It's the first time I've ever seen it. So, the first time I saw it was probably 15 years ago, Mm -hmm. and I watched it right after watching Lost Boys for the first time. Mm. And I thought to myself, "Well, this this is a fine movie, but it ain't. It's not the Lost. It's not. It's not Lost Boys. Yeah. And then that made me. and And I like Lost Boys, but then my reaction was to that was it ain't Fright Night, you know. So like already like. Already near dark is like okay, it's a fine movie. And then when I read American Vampire, mm-hmm. 
I was like, this is the, this is the same shit. <laughs> like the, Scott Snyder just watched this movie and just, just fucking did it. Yeah. You know, obviously it's very different story-wise, but in terms of like the theme of like, of course, American vampires would be like hobo, western, gunslinger, yeah. kind of transient people. It makes the most sense, yeah. As far as like expanding it, expanding the idea out to like what vampires would actually be like in like yeah. modern day America, basically, then yeah, they would be like, yeah, they would be basically like homeless hobos that like travel, travel from place around, to place yeah. because otherwise that's the only way you cannot get caught. So exactly. So. um I want to say this first, that I enjoyed it a lot the first time I saw it for what it was. I knew that it was very much a genre film. Mm -hmm. I went into it expecting a genre film, maybe a B movie. And it kind of teeters in that territory of that like yeah, mid-budget B I would say B, it's definitely B style. around like B movie territory. You know, it's definitely not all full out. It's just more, it's that like, okay, this is a cult classic movie. And that usually alone means that it's probably... On that fine line yeah. between, okay, well, let's say a let's say a triple A game. Yeah. So this is a, so this, this is a real what, indie this game. This is the thing that I don't really get. So we always classify like, I mean, you got like, you know, B movies and whatnot, and then you've got like stuff that's under B movies. But what is like, what is the definition of like a triple A game, but like in movie form? Like, is that a triple A movie? Uh, I mean, just the blockbuster, right? I guess, but like blockbusters are own thing where it's like. I don't know, because I feel like there are movies that are like, this is like a high-class movie, but it's not a blockbuster movie. Maybe it would be major major motion picture. Maybe. Maybe that's just you why know. people don't say it, because like, it doesn't roll off the tongue like B-movies do, man. B-movies is just like, such a good, whoever came up with like the phrase B-movie is like, it's so good. So well, Maybe it is A-movie, I've just never heard it. Yeah, I don't know, people just don't say A-movie, so I mean, it could be it, but... So I, I, I enjoyed it when I first saw it like 15 years ago. And then on the rewatch, because I rewatched it today. Yeah. I kind of have the same response to it, which is that I like a lot of the movie mm. in concept. And I can tell by budgetary constraints and terms of, and also lead actor ability. Yeah. That the movie does suffer a lot. But I think definitely the lead actor is probably like the weakest part of the movie. Uh, yeah, I could, I, I would agree. Him, I mean, him and the lead actress. Yeah, like, him and him, like... yeah, him and the chick are like, yeah, not not the best. But all the other vampires are so fucking good, though. Well, really, just like think... Bill pa Bill Paxton, and just Bill Paxton, just in Lance Henry's, Yeah, okay. it's just those fucking two. phenomenal. Because the other two, they aren't really given enough chance to really kind yeah, of Yeah, I mean, the kid is, like, weird. Because then you've got, like, this kid who is, like, basically trying to pretend that he's, like, a fucking old-ass man. Which is also weird, because then you get to the plot point later on. And I'm like, is he, like, a pedophile, basically? Is, like, is he yeah. essentially a pedophile? Well, so, how did you feel after seeing it for the first time? I liked it a lot. Um, I definitely think it has faults for sure. Like, specifically with, like, the, the lead actor. But once Lance Hangerson and Bill Paxton are there and, like, they're on screen, like, I was on board. It takes a little while for them to actually get there. But, like, once they show up and, like, you're with the crew and, like, doing, like, the hobo trudging stuff, like, I'm all for it. And, like, they had the... Their first little montage where the, you basically see everybody like go out and you see like how each of them 
hunt mm-hmm. and get their kills and they all have their like distinct ways of doing it like the kid like uses the fact that he's a kid and like pretends to be injured on his bike and shit because that was the other thing too like they show up and they've got like this bike on the back of the rv and i was like why the fuck they have a bike like who the fuck is riding around on a bike and then they transfer it to the car and i was like you're keeping this fucking bike like what the hell's going on and then they got it and i was like okay it makes sense why you would trudge it around that it seems like a complicated thing to set up that like you have to trudge around this bike just so you can like make somebody try to pretend to but you're also i know i do this a lot but i i have it's one of the things i have to do okay it's one of the things that you know by now zach that it's like one of my biggest pet peeves with movies mm-hmm. is when you don't meet me halfway with the rules you set in your own universe right yeah i mean i think the biggest component of that is these vampires are invincible. Well, the vampire rules for them don't make any sense because they don't they don't state them. Like really, the only weakness that they talk about is is daylight. Is daylight, and it's not like most vampires daylight where it's like they're in the daylight and they fucking explode. Like they can be in the daylight for like a long time and they basically just like get Slowly severe burn. third degree burns until eventually they explode yeah. if they're out there too long. But it's not like a specific time limit for it like it seems like some people can stay out in the sunlight longer than others it seems like really just like you know for script convenience whether how long it takes for the sunlight to finally explode whoever it's it's exploding it's like that but also they establish at the bar and just in general that they do have a level of superior strength than normal human yeah and they're invincible because we see the main character get shot in the gut he gets we shot in the gut. Lance Hendrickson gets shot and like spits out a bullet. So it's yeah. Yeah. Cool. So it's like, why would the little kid vampire even need to pretend? Yeah. Just go kill people. Yeah. Just kill. Him. Just know? do what Lance Hendrickson does. Just kill him. Just go feed. Just go feed. Yeah. Why do you? Why do you have to pretend? Like even if you're in a shape of a form of a young person, you probably you're even if you are as strong as a full sized vampire person. Yeah. You're still invincible. Yeah. Just go fucking eat the bullets and go kill them. So even with that being said, I in that scene that you're talking about takes place at like fucking minute fifty. It's like so far in the movie. When they split up or the bar scene? When they go no, when they go start doing their own little versions of how they kill and hunt. I think it's like thirty or forty, but yeah, it's pretty it's, late. it yeah. is hold on, I'll pull it up right now because I have a file on my computer. Uh. It's so damn long into the movie. Um, and I remember being like, dude, well, it takes a long time for them to, for the gang to even like, I think it's like 30 minutes or something into the movie until the actual like gang of vampires finally, like they kidnap the main guy and they finally like show up. I think it takes like 30 minutes. Like, yeah. That yeah, even it's, happen. It's, yeah. You're right. Cause it's you've got 30... that long ass opening scene where. Yeah. You hold on. Hold on. You're right. It's about 35 minutes in. Okay. And I think fifty is the is the bar. Scene. I feel like fifty would be the bar scene because it's only so, an hour and a half long. Movie, but the so. fucking movie itself, it's it's so it's paced so weird at, at, until the end. Yeah, because it's like the beginning is like, well, that intro a, bit a with him and, and the chick is, it takes so long and it's so. See, no, I, I actually I actually disagree with you, right? I think the opening bit throws you in so fast mm. to where they're just they're just like yapping like Romeo and Juliet. And it the and then the scene itself is elongated 
for no reason except right, to build a relationship. Like it's, it but long but no they reason. but they throw you in immediately. So it's like movie opens, he gets there, sees a girl, talks to the girl, gets in the car, goes to the horse. Like, yeah. What what are we doing? And then it just like it just constantly like how do we drag this out to where it makes sense that they love each other for a week yeah. or however long it is before they can make sense for the movie plot? Mm-hmm. Um, but even in the opening scene, or in the at the end of the opening scene when he's walking home, yeah, and they don't even tell you that's his parent, his dad. We just assume it's his dad. Yeah. Um, I really liked the scene of him walking through the. Like oh, the barren, dead, the dead barren field, yeah. And it's, and he just he's just smoking, yeah. I was, but also addendum to that because mm-hmm. that scene looks cool. The first forty minutes of this movie is this guy pretending to walk like he's not like he's ill. It's it is so long, so strange, it's so much. Well, it's like it's that, and then so it's him in the field, and then he gets kidnapped, and then he wakes up, and he basically like tries to be like, nah, bitch, like. I'm going to yeah. do my own thing. And then he proceeds to like look like a drug addict to the point where like yeah. a cop stops him. And I'm like, homie. Which that cop is – a cops are like a, a really popular like character actor. Is he's he? in so many different things. Okay. Yeah. I thought but I recognized like, him. Yeah. He's fucking like um, – well, okay, hold on. You recognize him. I recognize him for a couple of things. First thing I recognize him from is from Bosch, uh, a cop show on Amazon Prime. He's much older at that point, mm-hmm. right? But the big thing I remember him from movie-wise is that he plays um, the co-worker to Courtney Cox in Ace Ventura. He does do that. Yeah. 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 Um, but no, he, this guy, I can't remember the main character's name, main actor's name, but he's in Heroes. And main that's actors? how I know him. Yeah, he plays... He plays the uh, Milo, whatever his name is, the actor Milo. Adrian Pastar is his name. Yeah, he he plays the older brother to the to one of the main characters in Heroes. Huh. The original run of Heroes, and that's how I know him, and he's great in that show. Yeah. So to watch this movie again and real and connect the dots, it's the same guy. I'm like, man, like this is must be one of your early works because you. Yeah, he's are missing. He's like, not that You're missing a lot movie. of marks. Yeah, I missed a lot of marks. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some points where, like, I feel like he hits it, but, I mean, I feel like a lot of it is, like, especially the stuff where he's, like, yeah, like, going through the field or when he was, like, walking around the city, and it's just, like, terrible overacting of him, like, basically trying to pretend like he's, like, hobbling around. Like, it just looks so weird. Well, that, to me, that's the, to me, is the uh, telltale sign of a, I don't know for sure. Mm. I haven't looked it up. To me, that that those scenes are the telltale sign of a lower budget movie, mm. which is how do we how do we re- fill out the ninety minute runtime? We just have just shots walk of around. person you walk around, pick up a phone, pick up a phone, dial it, no answers, walk past the fucking firefighter station, yeah. you know, uh, that kind of stuff. But in terms of the actual story of the movie, I it is it's so weird but i dig it because it's it's also kind of believable like not in the sense of like vampires are real but in the sense of like there's an outsider who is now part of your family Mm -hmm. and you're giving them a test but the person doesn't want to be there but they also do want to be there and they're like they don't want to be there 
for the family specifically. They want to be there for, you know, for him. He wants to girl. be there for the girl. And so, yeah, he's like, they're trying to test but, him and he's like, not. But even then. Not feeling it. He's also like, they do show him have glimpses of like wanting to be part of. Yeah. Like he jumps out the at the end of the movie where he gets, or no, towards the end where he, he, he gets yeah. the van. And his dad shows up. Like he he wants to be there. He's happy. He's like they're laughing. He gets yeah. the spur from Bill Paxton. Mm-hmm. He's like this is like he's he's feel a moment. You know what I mean? It, it's just ruined by what happens with the it's ruined because his fucking family shows up. <laughs> yeah, you know. But I I like the story up until the um how do we what's the right film term um, climax. The, the do the the do sex machina. Oh, the whatever they what, whatever their proper whatever the proper film analogy term is for how they become not vampires. Again. Oh yeah, that was that's I don't I didn't like that at all. Where he's like yeah, they basically they don't even really explain it. He just makes an offhand comment because his dad is a veterinarian in the movie, so he makes an offhand comment about like a blood transfusion, and I'm like, how the fuck is that gonna make you human? Like just, I guess you cycle out all the vampire blood so you into human blood. I mean, I, I guess that's the reasoning for it, but uh, you I mean, need I a lot think, of blood to cycle out vampire blood. I think it would just make you more vampire because you're just putting in what you want to eat. That's what I'm saying body. as well. Yeah, like you're a vampire and you drink blood. Like I don't know how giving you more blood like makes, makes you, human. you human. Yeah. Yeah. But you have a happy ending, man. It's a romance. Yeah. I don't know. I did not uh, like that ending. You near did I, but what what? So what stood out to you? The ending in particular stood out Dude, to you. The bar, you scene, like the... the bar scene is so fucking good. It's probably my favorite moment in the movie. I love. It so oh, much. That, yeah, hands down, best scene in the movie yeah. for sure. But even with that being said, I remember I remembered it being better mm. than it was. And I was kind of, I thought that this movie, when, I, when I'm remembering it, mm-hmm. I thought that it was like super gory. Mm. Yeah, no, it's not it's, super it's gory. It's not at all. I mean, the probably the goriest thing that happens is probably when he gets shot in the stomach. That's that's, that's for sure the most gory. Or even with Bill Paxton in the truck. Yeah, that too. Um, yeah, he looks pretty gnarly once he gets hit by the by the semi. But yeah, but other than that, like I thought it was going to be like real like gory gore vampire kills, and it just it never got to that level. No, not really. And that's not, not that I need that, mm-hmm. but I kind of I kind of want it. Well, I feel like with this one, it would have justified it because especially with just like how brutal they act. As yeah. vampire, I mean, they like go to a bar and basically they show up to this bar so they can kill everybody in the bar. Like, it's a yeah. pretty pretty brutal concept for like a group of characters that you're following, and the fact yeah. that like I don't know, it, it would justify the brutality with just like how these characters act mm-hmm. as a gang. Like, it would make well, sense, like, especially since they burn down everything they do anyway. So yeah, you might as well just. But it, also in that bar scene when they kill um, the bartender. Mm-hmm. Not the bartender, the wait, the barmaid. Oh yeah, yeah. And when they, they put like, they put the mug, down. but they don't. The bugs, the bugs empty. Yeah. And they don't even drink from it, so it's kind of like, what's the point? Yeah, it's like barely, it barely has anything in it when they like lift it back up onto the table. And he puts it on the table, like just, he doesn't even drink. What they should do is like fill. Yeah, I don't know up, what the fill point it of up, that was. 
Yeah, and then like slam it. Like, like the mug makes it. sense when they do. Oh, yeah, he's going to slit her throat and like yeah. fill the mug with the blood. And then they put it back up. And I was like, there's there's barely anything in there. Nothing there. Just leave it down there. there for a little bit longer. She'll bleed more. Humans got plenty yeah, of blood. And then like when Bill Paxton kills the one guy, like no. this the most. It's a cool scene, but it's also kind of like, oh my God, you could, you could do something cooler with this. Yeah. You could do something cooler with this. Go watch another movie and then come back and refilm that scene. Yeah. But Bill Paxton was the best part of the movie. Yeah, I think Bill Paxton's definitely like the highlight of the movie. Um, Lance Henderson's a close second. I like him a lot as well. Um, but Bill Paxton definitely like, yeah, he he owns every moment that he's on screen. Well, that's why if you look at any most of the covers for the movie, it's, it's always Bill Paxton. Yeah. It's Bill Paxton. Yeah. yeah. We, he we, is we like the one art. of the most compelling vampires in the group. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because like even the even the main characters like plight mm-hmm. makes no sense to me. I get it, but also it's just I don't know because it's overdone in the sense of that this movie's from '87, so maybe it wasn't overdone by then. Yeah. But I've seen that story done so many times of the vampire not wanting to become a vampire, so they don't want yeah. to do that. But then he has no problem or willingness to suck blood from the girl he loves. Yeah, that was a weird part too, where she basically like says at one point that like if you keep doing this and you drink too much, like you're gonna kill me. Which and I've he has also no qualms seen about that before. That. Yeah, I've also seen that before, but I can't remember where I've seen that before. But I have seen that. I can't remember before. it either. It's also weird because I feel like normally they steer away from that with basically saying that like vampire blood is like. From what I remember from a lot of the stories that I read is, like, normally they steer away from that by just saying that, like, vampire blood is... Poison. Poison to other vampires. Yeah. So you're forced to do that. Because otherwise, why wouldn't vampires just drink from each other? Like, that would make a lot more sense. They would leave less of a trail. Is that, is that some underworld stuff, too? I don't know. Like underworld does it? It might be. I can't I can't remember. I remember... I don't, I don't know. It feels like maybe some underworld stuff or... Honestly, feels like some like interview with the vampire shit or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> well, this movie to me, uh, re- and I, again, I really enjoy the movie for what it is, which I under- I, I appreciate the fact that it's mm-hmm. this mid tier VHS cult classic movie, and I, and I absolutely appreciate that. Um, but the ho- the movie really gives me like Repo Man vibes. Mm, yeah. Not obviously the budget's way different. Yeah. But the, and the point of like. It's this like travel movie, even though the near dark isn't like traveling or it's a, it's kind of bouncing around places, but they're constantly moving. Mm-hmm. It kind of, it's really kind of cutting between little vignettes until it gets to a main story. Yeah, which is almost what Rebo Man is. It's a bunch of different different days of his life until it gets to the last little bit yeah. of no whatever. Um, and it kind of gave me that same vibe like this B movie genre flick. That probably could use another five million dollars to do something. Yeah, I think you know, or just somebody with effects knowledge. You know, it's like if you had Tom Savini on this, like doing some of the kills, yeah. like probably would have been a lot better. Yeah, oh, yeah. Or just I don't know if this movie's rated R or not. I assume it is. I feel like it probably is. And you should have pushed that hard. Yeah, you should definitely push that harder. Yeah, you should have pushed that hard because if, if Blade could do some shit, like you know. Five years later, yeah, not that Blade's gory, but Blade's doing a little bit more. Yeah, you know, Blade's got skeletons. Blade's got lots of skeletons. You know, Blade's got and I, honestly. Blade's I, got I kind blood of blood exploding people. 
So, but I kind of do wish that Blade had the way these vampires died by sunlight in Blade. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, I just wish it was like a set, like we talked about. I like I wish the rules were more set up. Yeah, because it's very it's very nebulous and it's hard to like understand. Like like there's the scene at the end with the the fucking kid chasing the the daughter. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how to feel because I was like, well, how long can he actually be out in sunlight? Because from what Before I've he's seen done. at this point, like, people have been running out, like, all over the fucking place at this point. Like, they get burned, yeah. sure, but, like, they can still, like, run out and do shit. So, like, yeah, I don't know how long he can keep running. And then he, like, just stops for some unknown reason. Like, he still could have kept going. He just decides to stop. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then it explodes. Yeah. Well, it was like, and that was the other, there was that other moment too, where it was like, uh, when the main character, like, he saves his uh, sister when she gets kidnapped for the first time, like, out of the house. And he's like running with her. And like, he trips and he's like, go ahead, go on without me. And then he like does nothing to like stop the people who are chasing her or like try to catch up with her. He just watches her get kidnapped. And he's like, yeah. No! And I was like, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? Can you give me your interpretation of the ending in terms of why um, Jesse and his girlfriend and, and his girlfriend just sat in the car and died? Uh, I didn't understand what the, what the scene was trying to convey. I feel like my reading of it is that they were basically seeing that, like, their whole, I mean, at this point, like, their whole family at this point is, like, basically gone, except for those yeah. two. And I feel like they probably thought that uh, they weren't going to let anybody get away with knowing who or what they are. So at this point, I thought, I think that they were just going to try to kill them if they could. Uh, by running them over, so at least they wouldn't have anybody left who like knew, you know, that they're mm-hmm. vampires or whatnot. But they just spent too long in the sun. Yeah, because that's that that and that their death scene is just so like. But it's very weird. Unspecific of what happened, like because I definitely the feel like they could have hitting just, like, your driven away. Y- driven away. I guess the they sun's had some sort your of hand. weird attachment to the kid, but um, like I know the the one chick did. Like she was like basically treated him like she was his mom. Yeah. So even though I'm sure, I think he'd been a vampire like longer than her. Yeah. I feel like, but it's like the sun was hitting his hand and that like made you explode. Yeah. I didn't get that part. I mean, I don't At know. Least they, sh- they had the whole thing where it was like, it felt like even if it was like tangentially touching you, like it was still like fucking you up. So yeah, I, I, um, I yeah, I guess, but just because I mean they had the scene where it was like even wearing clothes, like it didn't help. Like their clothes were like exploding of sunlight like, on fire. Didn't touch yeah. their clothes, but then that also didn't make any sense because then you could just put a blanket on and like the blanket's fine. And I'm like until until the blanket catches on fire. Until until it catches on fire, but it's yeah. fine for some reason at first. So it just really like. Yeah, the, they don't really kind of do well establishing that. Yeah, I think that stuff. Yeah, it's which is fine because like is. they're not they're not they don't try to establish rules and I'm and that means that it's okay. No, yeah, and it's not super. It's not like there's a 
a super big plot point that is like focused on like having these rules established to you know tell whatever the story they're trying to tell like they're trying to do yeah. something different and like yeah, for them the rules story. of like how the vampires work is like not that important so yeah it's that there are vampires but it's all a it's all a gateway to tell this emotional story yeah whereas if it's like you know like fright night you kind of the whole point is that there's a character to help establish the rules of yep. vampires and that's kind of like the funniness of the at least of the remake obviously the original is a little different but <laughs> even then that's the whole point there's there's rules set and then they have to learn that some of the rules don't make sense or whatever yeah you know so and then and with near dark it's kind of like okay we're just gonna they're vampires yeah and there's we're gonna pick up a couple of the classic tropes mm-hmm. and then we're gonna just go with that and then you know gunshots don't kill them but they hurt but then they don't hurt at some point yeah like it's like they're well i feel like it's like uh well i feel like it's similar to like the fact that they like get burned but as soon as they're like they're out like they heal pretty i think they just have super fast healing yeah because they get burned and like you know they get those like super massive like i don't know they're even like third degree but they're like fourth degree burns at that point like their skin's fucking charring off and then they just yeah you know they're out of the sun for like 30 minutes and then they're all they're all good to go again so yeah exactly but i mean, I mean overall for a like i said a, a like a movie that i would rent at blockbuster mm-hmm. if i saw it that like perfectly in the like that equilibrium yeah like and a, a movie in that caliber it's like i'm gonna start giving other examples fucking equilibrium fucking uh owen wilson's um uh what's it called behind enemy lines is it just called behind enemy lines yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Yeah, that movie that's the one where he's the movie. fighter pilot, right? Yeah, yeah. And that, that movie might, might might have been a massive budget. I don't know. I but feel like behind enemy movie, lines was yeah. But if you watch that movie, dude, that movie's fucking oh, it's beat blockbuster. Fuck. Yeah. That shit's fucking middle of the road quality movie. Yeah. So shit like that, and then you, like this is like a canon film, you know? what I mean, yeah, it feels like that. For sure, like it feels like yeah, like that level. It's of one of those studios of of budget um, filmmaking, like yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'll just find out real quick who um who I can't remember who, who distributed it. Was, yeah. who made this movie. I don't know. Um, I can't remember on the from what was shown. Yeah, on this. the budget was five million dollars. Yeah, that makes sense. So there you go. Catherine Bigelow in her solo directorial debut. Yeah. Um, da, da, da. apparently I did see on Wikipedia that it was gonna get remade in 2006, mm. but then the producer, a producer said, "No, we had to cancel it because there's a movie coming out that was too similar about vampires falling in love." Was it Twilight? And yeah, it was yeah. Twilight. Yeah. I think I saw that at some point. I was like looking up. I saw some description for it, and it was like the Twilight movie before Twilight or something like that. And it's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like kind of, yeah, kind of, kind of, yeah. I do I want to say though that the music by Tangerine Dream is awesome. I mean, the score is killer, yeah. Because I love Tangerine Dream. I think the music that. So what those... else have they done? Because I saw that pop up and I was like, I recognize that name. So my personal favorite movie that the collect because I think it's a band, uh-huh. like a collective. My personal favorite thing is the soundtrack to the movie Thief. Okay. Which is a Michael Mann movie. Mm-hmm. And I've mentioned Michael Mann a thousand times. I He's like the king of the 80s crime 
atmosphere. Heat, baby. I love and, heat. Um, so it's uh, thief's about a thief, like a jewelry thief. It's it's um, uh, fucking James Con. Okay. And it's a great movie. It's a great '80s movie. Michael Mann, and then the soundtrack is pristine. It is so good. Um, that's my favorite Tangerine Dream. It's the other movies, I think he did like Sorcerer or fucking some Firestarter and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's always that like synthy, that like '80s synthy kind of sound. Mm-hmm. And in Thief, it's like perfect for what the movie is. And, and this movie is also really, really good for the, uh, the soundtrack. So okay, that's probably my favorite thing about the movie. Yeah. But also, again, I think that if you, it this movie makes me want to just go read American Vampire. Yeah, I think it makes me want to read American Vampire too. It definitely. Honestly, let me ask you this: since since you have read you since you have read uh, this comic book, it's been a while since do, I've read it. But yeah. do we not do we not think that um, fucking uh, what's his name from Preacher? Is not based on fucking Bill Paxton's character in Near Dark. Oh, uh, Custard. Just, just that he's no, 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 the vampire. No, guy. I can't remember what this the vampire's name is. Is it like Kennedy like, or something? Or no, it's Le- like Leonard? uh, fuck. What the fuck was his name? Uh, not Columbus. Columbo. Cassidy. Cassidy. Yeah, Cassidy yeah, I mean, is basically Bill Paxton. From I mean, he's British, though, right? Uh, he's Irish. But the point being, like, the kind of like, he looks kind of like a Bill, like Bill Paxton's character. Yeah, kind of. no, he does. He looks like Bill Paxton's character. Yeah. And like, obviously, I haven't read Preacher beyond a couple issues, but like, I kept thinking like, this dude looks like, because even Bill Paxton's character, if he wasn't uh, like a Western biker kind of guy, he's I mean, wearing the, like the punk rock jacket. You can be like, this dude's just from England. I mean, just look at. I mean, this picture is like Bill Paxton. But a comic book. Hold on. Watch like, watch like we just Google it and like it's been like very obviously known for like. This is like not even a secret. Like Garth Ennis is like, yeah, I did that on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I watched Near Dark like two days before I started writing is it. And I was like, yeah, Cassidy, based on Near Dark. Um, that didn't do anything. Okay. <laughs> that got that zero did responses. Nothing. I got nothing even close. Okay, cool. That's that's why I kept thinking when I kept while I was watching the movie, like this guy reminds me of the dude from Preacher. Yeah. With no context for anything about the character except like he's a vampire. I wouldn't be surprised if like that turned out to be true. Uh, well, Zach, uh, I do want to say, is there anything else you want to add about Near Dark? No, I think um, I think I I still enjoyed watching it, and I was glad that I was able to finally like sit down and give it a shot because yeah, I hadn't had never seen it. I'd heard good things about it. I'd always heard that like the vampires in it are great, um, and I would agree with that. Like the vampires are enjoyable, and I mean they make the movie, so <laughs> which they should because it's a vampire movie. So and they're like, it's it's fun to see. Um, a movie, not that they don't, they don't make these movies anymore, but it's that I don't really seek them out as often as I used to. But it's cool to see actual, like, 
vampire vampires doing vampire things. Yeah. You know, and that, that's really cool to, to, to kind of watch for the first time in a while. Because um, the vampires I'm used to, like, blade vampires don't really do vampire things. Like, they have businesses. And, yeah. And, you know, 401ks and stuff. Interview with the vampires, like, they're all, like, dandy fops, so. Yeah, so this was cool to see, like, okay, these are brutal vampires. Even if it's not as gory as I wanted it to be. Yeah. It's insinuated that, they're, like, they're brutal people. Yeah, I mean, I so. think, I guess the gorier version of this would be 30 Days of Night, but. I've never seen it. It's, um. I know, I know, I know what it is. It was, comic, it was a comic book. I, I've yeah. just never watched it. The movie's good, too. Um, but it's, like, yeah, it's basically, like vampires like near dark but like it's gory yeah. and i'm like okay yeah I dig it do they survive at the end of that movie uh the vampires no the humans i can't remember in the comic they don't like the one guy survives but he basically is like ends up becoming a vampire and surviving like that oh. no that's perfectly fine that's cool yeah that's fine. Yeah, I like the ending for that. I read the comic. I can't remember how the movie... I think, like, a couple of them survive in the movie or some shit like that. Uh, of course. Which they fucking shouldn't, because, like, it's 30 days a night, dude. Yeah. That's that's vampire time. 30 days of vampires. Yeah. I, I, there was actually... Um, before we wrap up, I know there was... This past year that Snyder did a, a spinoff to American Vampire that I was reading... I just never finished it. It's like American Vampire, like nineteen seventy five or something like that. I just never finished it because I stopped going to the comic book shop. But I, um, it makes me want to just go back and reread the, the original series. Nineteen seventy six. There you go. But it makes me want to go back and reread the original series. Yeah, um, I, I would. I would go back and read it again. It's been a while since I've read it. Yeah, I, was, I mean, I have been so far removed from the world. It's been so long now. Yeah, I think um, it's been like five or six years since I read it, so I would I would be down to watch it, especially if there's a spinoff. I'd be down to read the spinoff too. Yeah, I think it's only like five issues too. So it looks like it's a real based around motorcycles. I'm like hell yeah, I dig it. Yeah, I think it's a stunt man. I think hell yeah. I can't remember exactly. It's been so I only read the first issue. I dig it. Um, but hey guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the first episode of Halloween specials Halloween. this year. For near dark. What is our second episode gonna be? I can't like I know what our last episode. Oh, I don't I don't know. But I can't remember what our second one was gonna be. I can't remember if we discussed it or not. I don't think we did. Mm. But let's let's wrap up the pod. Yeah. And once the pod's over, we'll we'll decide. Okay. So hey guys, see you back next week with whatever we decide in about five seconds. See you guys. <laughs>